Three Steps to Building Self-Trust, Episode 12. Welcome to the Awaken You podcast, where we break down relationship barriers by awakening your true you. I'm Coach Christine, and the two of us will be doing this work together because this process isn't about changing your partner. It's about discovering who you are so you can awaken you in your marriage. Happy Tuesday, my friends. How is everybody doing this week? I hope you all enjoyed the interview from our last episode with Karen Anderson. And today we are following up from episode 10, where I asked you one question to determine whether you trusted yourself or not. I gave you some steps to take in the following week for you to really take a look at whether you are following through on things that you tell yourself to do. This week, what we're doing is we are looking at our ability to trust ourselves, and we're learning how to deepen that trust in ourselves. So even if you discovered that you do trust yourself, I believe that we can always keep improving. No matter where in the spectrum you feel like you landed, if you feel like your self-trust is in the pits, no big deal. And if you feel like you're pretty powerful and do the things that you tell yourself to do, you follow through, that is awesome. All of these tips are going to help you increase your self-trust regardless of where you fall on that continuum. And as you build more trust in yourself, you are going to build a more powerful relationship with your partner. So the other day, I had a consult with a woman who was having a difficult time making a decision. And then I started asking some questions about actions she was taking or not taking in her life. She didn't trust her boss. And then she admitted to several other people that she didn't trust, ultimately uncovering that she didn't trust herself either. With her being able to uncover that distrust in herself, she could see the potential impact that could come from doing the work of building a trusting relationship in herself so that she could start to let go of her lack of trust in others. Two weeks ago, we looked at that one simple way to see if you trust yourself. And please go back and listen to that episode if you haven't already. It's a short one. It is episode 10, one simple way to see if you trust yourself. And then This week, as I said earlier, we're going to start working on that relationship with yourself. We're going to start working on 
learning how to trust yourself. And today we're going to take a look at three steps you can begin using in your life to build that trust in yourself. In episode 10, I did share some prompts for you to begin becoming aware of how often you unknowingly let yourself down, thus building up this lack of trust in yourself. These prompts included taking some time at the end of the day to look back and reflect and to notice how many of the things you told yourself you would do and how many of those things you were actually following through on. Then I asked you to look at what you didn't follow through on and ask yourself the question, why? That exercise was an exercise of self-awareness, not an exercise to look at all of the ways we're failing in life. Awareness is always the first step to creating change. I help my clients look at this newfound awareness with curiosity, with empathy, while exploring how we might want to start navigating towards something different. So let's look at three ways to start building self-trust. The first way I want to share with you is to learn how to follow through on the things you tell yourself you're going to do. This, in my opinion, is the most important step you can take and the easiest one to start implementing because it is actionable. We love it when people tell us to do things and we can just go and do them. And so when I say it's actionable, I mean that you can start paying attention and prioritizing the items you want to be doing in your life. You can get them out of your head, schedule them on your calendar, and this step is part math. Because once we get all of our desired actions out of our head onto that piece of paper, we get to create a process for prioritizing and scheduling these things. We can start to see that there's only so much time in the day, a portion of which you want to be sleeping and another portion, which might be your time at work, another portion might be your self-care time your family time. So now you have to start determining how long each of these items you have on your desirable action list, how long each one will take and where you're going to fit it in to that weekly puzzle. Here is where you begin to notice what your brain starts to do. You begin to see how much time you have left to yourself And then if you're anything like me, you start squeezing all of the things into those time spaces. Here is where you get to start running experiments to see how your plan is working. Did you allow enough time for the items scheduled? Did you take more time with your allotted task and steal from the next item you had scheduled? Another thing I used to like to do and sometimes still do, I'm just like, oh, I can get this done in a few minutes and that's okay. The next task won't take that long. Another one, did your item pop up on your schedule 
and you decided in the moment it wasn't something you really wanted to do. So you just did something different, something that felt a little more comfortable. And this is where experimentation with your scheduling and daily planning comes into play. You learn more about ending your time management battle and start figuring out how to honor what you said you want to do. When we look at what we want to do and work on the implementation of learning how to do what we say we're going to do, learning how to honor our commitment ahead of time, it is never a process about tearing yourself down for doing it wrong or beating yourself up for not doing it right. It is a process of trial and error and managing what is going on in your head to learn and move forward. So let's look at something together that you might want to follow through on. And today I am going to use my relationship huddle as an example. You can read about the relationship huddle in one of my previous blogs where I teach you how to create a 20-minute meeting that will forever change your marital relationship. You can go to the written version of this episode on my website, and there is a link in the notes to that post. To begin, I like to write down my reasons for wanting to do what it is I'm telling myself I want to do, as well as all of the reasons I don't want to do it. So if we look at this relationship huddle, I'll write down why I want to do this, what this, what I feel this is going to create in my marriage. Then I'll write down all of the reasons I don't want to do it. This step alone helps me to be all in on my reason for making room in my calendar for this item. I get to look at my reasons why I want to, why I don't want to, and choose and let go of the other. So I might choose, no, I'm not doing this. I don't like my reasons for wanting to do it or the opposite. And with this example, my reasons for not wanting to do it would be all reasons of emotions of fear. And then the next thing I like to do is to write down all of the reasons I'm not doing it. What is in the way of me following through? It is always something I'm thinking, which is causing that emotion that drives me not to do what I want to do. And it's important to uncover this blurry obstacle that is keeping me from following through and building trust in myself. Then it's time to start coming up with a plan for moving forward. Please write it down, schedule it, walk through and bring light to emotions that keep you from moving forward. And then start playing around with what emotions you will need to be feeling in order to follow through on your meeting. Knowing that sometimes fear and discomfort might be two of the emotions that will have to come alongside an emotion like courage. Another tool I like to use is to look forward to what it will be like when I have followed through on what I told myself to do. 
I look forward to wrapping up that meeting and being proud. I work on embracing and experiencing how proud and powerful I am going to feel when this is over. Then I move forward boldly. When that item comes up on my calendar, I watch what my brain does. I watch what comes up for me. I remember who I will be after I follow through. I have already visualized what that delayed gratification is going to feel like. So I can move into that and remember it when I want to duck out. I embrace whatever discomfort is coming up and I do what I said I would do. Lastly, I make sure to take some time to look back and evaluate what happened, what worked well, what didn't work so well, and what I'm going to do differently next time. And then I rinse and repeat and do it again every time learning something more about myself. Every time I follow through, I build more trust in myself. And the more you do this process, the more you trust yourself, even if you don't follow through, because you start building a process for following through. You start building a belief in yourself that you will figure this out. This is what builds that self-trust. Not that everything turns out as you expect, but that you gave it your best and you used it to learn and grow and move forward. Secondly, you're going to learn how to experience any emotion. So that first step in building self-trust is learning how to follow through on the things that you tell yourself you're going to do. And then secondly, you're going to learn how to experience any emotion. You can see from step one that we just walked through that learning to become aware of emotions is one of the first things you will have to do to start following through. You're going to have to learn how to carry that fear alongside and calm it down. Let it know that everything is okay. You're not going to die. And the main reason you're not following through is because of an emotion you're not wanting to experience in the moment. Instead, what you are doing is you're choosing something that feels better in the moment and often at your own expense. Learning how to experience any emotion is a large part of what I help my clients with while they're going through the process of creating that romantic relationship they dream of. Taking steps to make this happen in your life is usually a bit uncomfortable. Change is uncomfortable, sometimes so much so that we choose to be more comfortable with the unhappy life that we have right now. But when that discomfort of doing something to help your relationship grow becomes more desirable than the comfort of staying the same, that's when and that's where the magic in your relationship can start happening. And then the third tip to building self-trust is to make a decision to change your opinion of yourself. 
This, my friends, is so important, and it is the work we do in Awaken You, because as you start doing this work, you will also want to start looking at your self-belief, what you believe you are capable of, what you believe you are worthy of achieving. You will have to start peeling back the layers that keep you from loving yourself fully and believing that you are strong. You are lovable, capable, worthy, and competent. As you start creating this belief, self-trust starts becoming part of who you are and what you do. You can go back to the very first episode in Awaken You. That episode is how to start loving yourself, and you will learn that this is something you can just start believing today. You can decide and be over with it. But of course, we have that brain that is going to keep coming back to offer you that old conditioned thought to think. But today is the day you can begin to change that thought into one that will serve you best. This decision will build self-trust. It will build self-confidence and your best marital experience ever. Building trust is one of the most important things you can do for yourself and your marriage. Trusting others starts with you. Join my Awaken You one-on-one coaching program and let's start this process together. All right, you guys, if you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, please share it with your friends and take a minute to give me a positive review and recommendation. It is super simple. Just scroll down to the bottom of the episode page, click on the five stars, and hit review. I look forward to hearing from you, and I will see you next week. Ciao, my loves. Thank you for listening to the Awaken You podcast. If you enjoyed listening, then you have to go check out Awaken You, my one-on-one coaching program where we take all of this material and we apply it to your life We study it and we take it to your next level so that you can awaken you in your marriage. For any questions, comments, or coaching issues you'd like to hear on the podcast, please visit me on my website and together let's awaken you.